All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast, where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today we've got a great restaurant tech episode with Dave Dittenberg, CEO of BYOD, which stands for Bring Your Own Data. Dave, welcome, man. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Yeah, so I, I want to get into his tech because it's really interesting. But before we get there, uh, Dave, longtime operator, several concepts. So tell us about your operator background, where you are geographically, what's going on in your restaurant marketplace. Yeah, sure. Yes, I've, I've been in operations pretty much all my life. I started in a, a dish pit in a small town in Michigan, Augre, Michigan, graduated with 23 people. I think I worked for all three restaurants mm -hmm. in the hometown that I grew up in. So that was you know, between delivering pizzas and washing dishes, that was kind of the start. Uh, just grew, you know, kind of just grew to it, fell in love with it and, uh, you know, have, have, haven't left it. Right. So the, um, went to school to be a doc, um, got accepted to med school and then to, told my parents, hey, listen, I think that I want to uh, go back into the restaurant business. So that was uh, that was 1997. So the uh, move back from Grand Rapids, where I went to school in Michigan to Bay City, uh, which we opened our first restaurant there called Old City Hall, uh, have been on the operations side, you know, since 97. And since then, uh, we're getting ready to open our sixth place uh, in the Great Lakes Bay region. And then we manage a couple other concepts. So the concepts are all um, American, um, different concepts from barbecue to uh, all table service. So yeah, we're, uh, we love being here, still love the industry. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Well, let me check in with you on, you know, where we are, right? We're sitting January, 2022. Uh, we've all, all the restaurants have gone through a lot. What in Michigan, I believe probably locked down pretty hard, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Where are you guys now operationally? What did you go through? What did you COVID mean to your places? A sit down place, probably selling a lot of beer, alcohol, I'm guessing too, as well. What was it like? Yeah, the, the first um, that first week, um, you know, St. Patrick's Day in Bay City is kind of one of the iconic outdoor festival days for us. Even if it's freezing cold, people come out in droves. And that was the week the shutdown happened. Right. Yeah. So the parade got canceled. Uh, my senior management team, we were all sitting in a room on Saturday night. The, the parade's always on Sunday. We were looking at each other with blank looks on our faces going, hey, what are we going to do? And, uh, and And that was kind of the start of it. You know, a week later, um, you know, we kind of, I guess we're getting some direction, but it was just, you know, all what, like you mentioned, our table service, how do you adapt? What do you do? Um, you know, people talking about things like dine outs, takeouts, which wasn't a huge part of our business. Mm -hmm. So we had to adapt really quickly, made some really good tech upgrades early in the process and did things like handhelds and QR code kind of related mm -hmm. items really um, went to that whole concentration on uh, takeout and that sort of thing, which really was, you know, was not in our realm um, and had never really been part of that business before. And then, you know, they did a great job. We were we were shut down a lot. I mean, probably close to uh, a half of last year for inside service and then mostly limited. So it was it was difficult. Then you get reopened. We got shut back down before Christmas. I mean, it was really, uh, you know, it's hard to hard to keep staff you know, motivated, let alone, um, you know, in, in the places just because there wasn't the inside business, but, uh, we adapted quickly. We, we did some, you know, fun pop-up stuff on, on anything with takeout. And then once we got back into the summer time where we could get back outside, uh, the right. city, the state, the municipalities, 
the associations helped us close down the streets so we could take a lot of that business outside. Uh, but really, you know, you had to be quick to adapt. You had to be very flexible. And frankly, you know, you decide on one thing in the morning and by, you know, that evening you were probably doing something different. Right. So it was, but you know, my staff and my team really just dug into it. Uh, we were able to keep everything open and then, you know, like I said, get ready to open a new one. So I feel very fortunate. Um, but it was, it was a challenge, man. There was a lot of blank stares in the mirrors at times, but yeah. it seemed to be improving obviously everywhere else right now. It's, spiking you can definitely see that the decline in business but um at least when we know we have to flip those buttons we can do that so that's that's been good yeah i appreciate you sharing the story there and and you know the pivot was the story when it first happened change adapt you're you're funny start the day but you end up the day with something with a different plan and i'm sure i'm sure the that, same day <laughs> yeah the same day that's, that, that, that's i'm sure that that's exactly how it was but well what's what's really interesting about the lesson for for operators and and i hope it's one of the few silver lines that came out of it is we've learned how to how to uh, how to make money outside of the restaurant from the takeout delivery operations and you say you didn't do much before and you probably looked at yourself when that happened and said why didn't we do this before why didn't we do this before like it was just business just we just left on the table because we were everything was so easy before people just came in and we served them and you're realizing then when that doesn't happen man you, you lost some opportunities so so hopefully even when you get back full open uh, or when you did or when you do again it's like, man, you don't want to lose that other piece too. Like now you know how to do that. Well, you've, you figured out how to deliver stuff to the curb. So hopefully those lessons uh, stick with us and, and uh, let, let's, let's transition with that over to the tech. And so you obviously, it sounds like you did some tech ad adaptations through this process and, and BYOD may have been in the works before that, or it may have been, may have been during this time. So give us a story of that, the company, its derivation, how that came about, what you got. Yeah, the uh, it, the tech company actually um, was was started before that, and mm -hmm. and again, it was always from the operator point of view. Um, I will tell you that I think a lot of opportunities came through the pandemic from the operations side, but also from the technology side, right? Because the adaption of technology in the industry that used to be very slow, now people were looking for you know, whatever they could, right? And then, you know, kind of to go along with labor shortages and things like that, you had to kind of adapt on on that side of it as well. So um, it was in the works, but I would say, um, and we were actually scheduled to launch commercially uh, May of 2019 at the NRA show, right? right. So okay. it was, you know, when you, you started to look at all that thing, uh, that March through June thing was a big time for us where we had the, the breaks, got put on and not by us, but, you know, we had to adapt quickly. But the thing was, from an operational point of view, um, BYOD was always, um, you know, my my technology. At one point, we looked at our platforms within our restaurant and we had 17 different uh, pieces of IoT and technology and nothing right. spoke with one another. Right. And so um, it, a lot of dashboards, we'd sit down at a P&L meeting six or eight weeks later and talk about what happened. And we didn't you know, no one could really put those dots together. So the idea was, you know, could we use emerging technology like machine learning and AI and be able to bring those those pieces of technology together and then come out with real time decisions that needed to be made instead of looking at it six months or not six mm -hmm. months, six weeks in the future. Right. And so the whole idea is, is, is as those technology streams come together, Mabel, our virtual assistant, is letting the operator know, hey, you know, cut this person, send this person home, this needs attention, you know? So, um, and that's really, um, it was something that we developed a lot more 
Um, number one, because we had the time, right, to be able to do that as as things kind of right, right. Um, tapered off a little bit from a business perspective, but also from a development point of view, it allowed us to be able to get time with some restaurants, some franchisees, some people that, you know, we could uh, understand a little bit more about their use cases and adapt the technology for that. So um, it's been another opportunity on the tech side, you know, to be able to have access and really kind of reshape what the, the business is going to look like in the future. Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. I mean, one, one, the fact that you have five, six operations yourself to test the technology on, to have the operators in your stable, right? That, that they're like, this is a challenge. How do we fix it? Test it. You know, you don't, not like you're launching something out to the public that has to be perfect and has to be ready. Like you can just throw it out there. Bing, ping pong. Was that part of it? 100%. And uh, we were, we were really lucky to have a, a number of colleagues in a close circle that we were able to give it to people before we were throwing that out, you know, to the commercial market. And actually we've now, um, our commercial launches in April, right? So we're still kind of finishing up a, a beta phase right now, but yeah, we tested the tech and, and uh, you know, went through and did some strategic partnerships with other companies to, to do API integrations and things like that. So all those opportunities, I mean, while you had some of this downtime, uh, we were able to test it in our place and in different models of the business, things like takeout and things that we weren't normally looking at from a development point of view. So it was a really good opportunity for us to test it in our own markets, but also then access people just because of the situation. Yeah. Now you mentioned Mabel and uh, if you go to their website, it's byod.ai. So byod.ai. And, and if you watch a video, there's a, there's a fun video. It's about two minutes with, with Dave uh, going, going through a scene in the, in the restaurant, but Mabel and my correlation will be Alexa, right? Everyone knows Alexa, you know, yep. shoot, it's probably going to probably going to play something in the background. There's one sitting over here. But anyway, you know, it's like, it's like you're talking to it and it's, it's so it's, it's, so it's an AI assistant. Tell us more about that. Cause people are getting more familiar with talking to whether it's, Hey Siri, Hey Google, Hey Alexa, Hey, and the your case, hey Mabel, what's up? Yeah, the uh, so my my co-founder Frank Loikes. Frank was uh, I'm, I live in Midland. He was a former architect uh, on the on the uh, data side for Dow Chemical, right? So it's, Frank was big into big system integration. Um, loved the idea of emerging technologies, whether it was voice, vision, image, you know. And again, when it comes to decision making in anything, you have to be able to bring some of those different mediums and to be able to, you know, process, if you will. And that's why a lot of the systems, it's really easy to bring certain types of data in, but it's not very easy to bring other types of systems in. And so Frank wanted to architect a solution that could bring all those together, right? And be able to allow BYOD and Mabel to make the best decisions. And so, um, you know, you, you hit it right, the nail right on the head with Alexa, let Amazon or our, our, uh, our uh, platforms built on AWS. They're a partner of ours. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Alexa is, you know, built on that same platform. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it because if I do, she'll activate and start to talk to me right now. But you would go and, and do that through in the video that's done through the Alexa pod, right, that that uh, Mabel is just part of that platform. And so, you know, in the restaurant setting, she not only takes in information, but she can give information back out. So, uh, she's giving feedback to the employees in real time through uh, through voice, but then also through text and email, depending on the the nature of you know what level of priority needs to be communicated at the right time. Um, and so it's all a real time interventional type thing, right? So it was built on that same type of idea, which again, that's what the world is using now, right? So 
you know, restaurants before, um, you know, something like 40% of restaurants before uh, the pandemic hadn't made a technology upgrade in seven years. And I thought that was the craziest. Oh, wow. Yeah. The craziest stat that I'd heard. Um, And so, you know, now those those pieces of technology like Alexa pods, uh, you know, they're commoditized, right? They're easy to use. And those are things that I think from an operational level, they're cheap to implement, right? Versus a lot of this big time system integration where it was just so expensive for operators to use. We wanted to be able to use things like that, that were was easy to access, but also very affordable. And, you know, whether it be an independent or a, a multi-unit franchisee could, could invest in hardware that could actually be, you know, relevant. So that was the whole philosophy behind it. Yeah, right. And it's great because the technology is affordable these days. If you built this system 20 years ago, it would have cost 17 trillion million dollars and exactly. no one could do it except for the McDonald's or something like that. But, right. but now everybody can kind of dig in and that's what's exciting. So um, two examples I remember from the video. One was like, hey, you know, pay attention. There's a, people waving their credit card like they want to pay, like pay attention to them. Another was like, hey, that looks like business is slowing down. You can cut bang, bang, bang from the system. It's making these recommendations, like you said, in real time. So I think I think that I think that I think that aspect of it to me is the most interesting that it's happening uh, right now and you can act on it. Is that one of the one of the one of the best features you think? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's it, that's a differentiator for sure, right? Because um, you know the most of we we like to say dashboards are dinosaurs, right? So mm-hmm. if if it's a report, somebody has to sit down and generate a report, run a report, interpret a report. Uh, whereas, you know, 99% of that information either, you know, it, it takes skill, experience, what have you to go in and, and dig through that to, to be able to find out what the reasons are versus, hey, you know, go do this now. And that's what needs to happen. Right. So, you know, AI, you know, artificial intelligence, I like to call it augmented intelligence. Right. So we're working with our people in a training related way. And, and I like things like automation. Don't get me wrong. But I believe augmentation is the realistic way to be able to keep hospitality intact, in right? Versus, and just the cost, right? I mean, you mentioned that. Sure, there's a lot of things that you'd love to do, a lot of great ideas that have come out of the pandemic. But um, I believe that if there's, you know, the moon's aligned that the data tells somebody to do something and they miss that point and it goes on for an hour, a day, what have you, you know, those errors will still keep adding up into, uh, negative effects to the bottom line versus, mm-hmm. hey, do this now instead of reading it in a report later, you know, that that doesn't seem so I believe that is the advantage that we have that real time intervention. Yeah, yeah, you do. You can see that very quickly, they could make a difference. And I want to go back for a second to the you said you had 17 pieces of tech. And I do imagine that I start, you know, we do interviews uh, on a whole bunch of spectrums. And one of the things that I remember one of the things when the uh, third party deliveries were getting big and they talked about every single different one had a tablet and it's, and, and now you're talking about this email platform and that loyalty program and, and this uh, POS system. It's like, you can imagine the overload of data coming in and you know, it's important to have, but it's like garbage in garbage out. If you can't use it, if you can't, if you can't utilize it, you know, what, what's the point of it. And I think that is, is the case where people have a lot of different pieces coming in. They're definitely not, utilizing it the way they could. And so this sounds like I'm just going to use for lack of a better word, you know, like a hub, right? It all comes in, boom. And now it can all just have one shoot out. Um, what did you see when you talked to other clients? Was it similar? What, maybe not 17 pieces, but did they have seven things, 10 things? What's going on? 
the uh, the the similarity is, you know, obviously you mentioned the point of sale, right? You have everybody. I think the heart heartbeat of the restaurant data is through the point of sale mm-hmm. systems. There's a number of those out there. There's a number that continue to launch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody now seems to be going to digital scheduling, um, you know, digital checklist, stuff like that. And all those platforms are different. So again, you know, I think the word hub is is a great word. We like to use brain, right? You know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. idea of bringing into the brain. Um, and then you have to have a system that can accept that, right? And I think that's where a lot of the integrations are difficult. And we wanted an agnostic system, like we don't want to build anything. We want to go out there and, you know, partner with companies like Homebase and Ovation and Marquee and people that, you know, are already building great pieces of equipment and just take their information and allow it to be able to be fed into BYOD. Um, And, you know, then you had kind of the idea um, when we started this, that a lot of people were still doing a lot of non-digital things. You know, they were still using a lot of paper, things Mm -hmm. like that, where, um, you know, to your point, garbage in garbage out um uh, but on the other side of it what we saw when we took uh, a lot of those data points were you know some of those things were important right like if you had you know 80 percent of your checklist done and you had um x y and z that equated into better sales and better customer scores right and so there, there was a number of points that needed to be digitized that just never kind of came together in the brain if you would so um, it was interesting for us to do a lot of that data science correlation beforehand, right? To not and, and to know which points that were important when we went in to bring digital sources in, right? And so um, when you look at labor, obviously you need point of sale. We really like the camera uh, integration, right? Mm-hmm. And not just from a, you know, somebody's here or, you know, somebody's there, but hey, this for you mentioned the credit card example, you know, when somebody when there's an obvious need for something to be seen, um, you know, no one's going to sit there and, and go through a, a reel of digital video to look for somebody that was on a credit card. Right. So once that's gone, that moment's gone, you need to tie that with the moment that's current versus, you know, in the past. So um, it's a, something like that. I, we just felt was yeah. really underused. Um, and there were so many people that had them in their restaurants. Um, and, you know, you don't need new hardware with this either. Our, our whole thing was, hey, if you have a camera system, we have a really great vendor eagle eye that you can go in and just get a $250 bridge. Right. You know, so it's very minimal. Um, it's agnostic to different types of equip- equipment. And, you know, then you can get that information into a common hub or brain that can actually start working for you versus, you know, <laughs> just continuing to give you more reports and more data daily. Yeah, super exciting space that you guys are in. As as we as we start to wrap, uh, I know you're in Michigan. You got a basketball in the background, big sports area. Are you M- M- Michigan fan or what? What, what, what do we got? M- Michigan fan, and you know, uh, to my friends on the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Board that I sit on, that I think I'm like, you know, there's two Michigan fans to you know about thirty Michigan State, but yeah, oh, Michigan, Michigan basketball, Thanks. Michigan football. Kind of grew up watching all that. Uh, didn't yeah. go to school there, which I take a lot of crud for sometimes, but. Yeah, there's yeah. a Michigan helmet over there somewhere, I think, too. Well, they had a good year, uh, made the made the fine, top four there, got a uh, uh, great, great classic game we were talking about just before we recorded, that snow game against Ohio State. That was a classic. So they, ha- they had a good season there on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the field. So, all right, as we, as we close, uh, go ahead and send them to a website or a social or anything else where they can find out more information about you guys. 
Yeah, again, the website's uh, byod.ai. We're on LinkedIn. It's it's byod uh, and Instagram. And uh, yeah, it, it, check us out. And uh, you know, there's some spots to communicate with us and looking for operators that have different use cases or you know just want to talk about the the marrying of tech and restaurant operations. So yeah, we'd we'd love to engage with some new people. Good, good. Appreciate it. Yeah, cer certainly the way that tech and operations are heading is to get smarter. Uh, find points in the system, uh, grabbing grabbing profits back. It's a skinny profit margin business, so we got to use tech and everything around our operations to get better. So exciting stuff. Appreciate you, folks. That was Dave Dittenberg of BYOD. Make sure to check them out on the web at byod.ai. That's byod.ai. And for more great restaurant marketing, operations, service, people, and tech tips, be sure to stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks much, Dave. Thanks a lot, Jamie.